no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we discuss recent Bears happenings leading into training camp and much, much more. Adub, what's a good word, my guy? Man, Prince, I'm good over here, man. I just feel really good today. Shit, I like this shit, man. What you miss? What, what you have for dinner, boy? You a little fired up, Adub. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm all good. I had a little small, a little salad, man. You know, your boy trying to lose a little weight over here. But I just feel good, Prince, just mentally and physically, baby. See, I love that energy, mate, though. You, you put me in a good mood because I had a long-ass day at work. I ain't going to lie to you. See, <laughs> you see, audience, this is why you got to surround yourself with people that are positive, man. Adub, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. I needed it, man. But listen, bro, I'm glad to hear you in good spirits. I can hear it. It's coming through the airwaves, man. Now you got me a little fired up. So thank you so much for that, sir. Yes, sir. So, audience, as you guys know, the Bears added to their wide receiver room and it happened an hour after we recorded our last episode. So I'm like, damn, ain't dub. And we're going to talk about it. Now, we know we're a week late to the party. We don't care. Because you haven't heard from us and what we thought about the trade. So, hey, dub, talk to him. Man, I thought that trade was interesting. And here's why it's interesting, because I know there's been a lot of talk about the wide receiver quote. Right now, he gets a fresh start to come in here. Hey, that would be a plus for um, Justin Fields. And see, I think that's the key that I look at. So, first and foremost... Nikhil Harry was a first-round pick. And you're not a first-round pick in the NFL by accident. So there's obviously right. talent there. Now, you hear some things that came out of New England related to him not being able to get open, lack of separation, all these different things. But, A-Dub, you brought up an incredible point. When you talk about a Justin Fields type, his skill set matches up perfectly with the type of quarterback that Justin Fields is. Because while he's not super fast, what I'll, so what I'll say is, Quickness of burst isn't exactly a calling card of his, but you know from in the past, we've seen this type of wide receiver here in Chicago before. His name was Brandon Marshall. Now, all this before yes. you all start getting in our fucking mentions, I am not comparing Nikhil Harry to Brandon Marshall. I'm saying skill set wise, build, the speed. Brandon Marshall and Nikhil Harry were both big body receivers. Well, Brandon Marshall was a big body receiver. So was Nikhil Harry, eh, Doug? So right. when I look at that, what did Jay Cutler do when it came to Brandon Marshall? He threw that shit up there, and Brandon Marshall went and got that shit. That is how I envision that Justin Fields is going to be able to, to utilize a Nikhil Harry. Now, we know that we're not looking for him to come in here and be the savior, but I really like to pick up, and it's a low-risk, high-reward type of scenario. Hey, that's a dope comparison, first of all, Perez. But like what you just said, low-risk, high reward. The upside, hey, man, this can be cool right here, Perez, if it all turns out to be positive here. But I like you talking about his size, you know, the, the hands. He definitely got some decent hands there, Perez. And I think the guy can just use them that height and that physicality. So, so hopefully it all comes together with Chicago Bears. But I think that's some high votes for him if you can get it all, put it all together. Yeah, because I just have a feeling in that last system when he was with the Patriots, Belichick didn't believe in him. 
that Jennings, whatever his fucking name is, he probably didn't have a lot of faith in him. And I right. think coming here to Chicago, Ty Tolbert, right? Getsy, I know that they're going to find a way to get the best out of him. And this is the thing, audience, we keep telling y'all on this show, this is not a six-win team. There's a lot of people that's talking that bullshit about this team. And A.W. and I keep telling you. Now, we know that this is a rebuild and a retool or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I think this team is going to be a lot better than what these NFL sort of quote-unquote experts are out here saying. These experts out here saying that they're the worst team in the league and this and that. They dub, I'm just not buying it, bro. No, I see. I'm not buying it either, Chris, because we got players on this team who feel they got something to prove, right? And that's what you want. These guys on short-term contracts, for instance, that's one thing. The other thing is, hey, you know what? A lot of teams have, have, have given up on them. So it's like, look, I got to show what I'm capable of doing. Here's a chance right here. Yeah, and also to the last point, and I brought up the fact of Justin Fields. Well, you brought up the fact of Justin Fields, A-Dub. And I don't think a lot of people are thinking about the, the type of quarterback that Justin Fields is. He gives his receivers a chance. So you bring yes. him a, a guy like this that – he can put the ball in this guy's hands because Justin Fields, one thing he showed us in his rookie season, he ain't afraid to be aggressive. And I think that that's the type of quarterback that Nikhil Harry needs to work with. Exactly, Perez. That is the type of quarterback. So, you know, in that Vilicek scheme, that's different. He's more concerned with tight ends, really. <laughs> he's a tight end guy, really. But I think in this in this kind of situation with the Bears, he can get his chance to really show, get his targets, Perez, and then he can do some things with that. But I think with Justin Fields, who Got an accurate, he's an accurate thrower, in my opinion. Can definitely put it on the money press or let him go get it. And I think that bodes well for a guy like him. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of, of tight end, I've heard some chatter there where they're saying that the Bears might be looking at utilizing him as a tight end based on his size. So it seems like, hey, they might have some, some different, unique ways that they're thinking about utilizing this guy. And that's important right there, Perez. I think the good thing about this regime, they're really evaluating. All your talent, all your skills, that's what you can do. That's not a shocker to me because we've seen what they already done with the offensive line. So they want to shuffle a guy around as a wide receiver to certain spots on the floor, on the field, as a tight end. Cool, Perez. They want to get the most out of him. So if that position is going to work out well, then that's great. I would love to see the guy can thrive in a particular position. So if tight end works better, cool. Let's roll with it. Moving him at that tight end position. We don't have a, a reliable option at the U position. So when you look at a Nikhil Harry, that's pretty intriguing when I think about it. So, yeah, we're looking at it and talking about the wide receiver, but maybe Ryan Poles and that coaching staff see something else. Now, another thing to think about, Harry has a lack of experience at tight end, but I think that they have the ability that they can experiment and tinker a little bit. So that's kind yeah. of intriguing when I saw that idea pop up. He against the linebacker? Oh, man, that's trouble for the linebacker. <laughs> no, I mean, for real. I mean, it's a good matchup for him. I mean, because yeah. we already talked about the fact that he's not a, a speedster, right? So putting him on the outside, you know, he struggled to get open. But now you line him up against a linebacker or a safety, now he's got a chance to beat that matchup. So maybe that's kind of what they're thinking about. And he's a guy that can take the physicality, too. He's not going to shy away from that, Perez. So even being that big as he is that you talked about, his height, how big he is, maybe that probably bought well for him. Yeah, so I just look at a situation where they could take her around. They could play him at the wide receiver here and there. Certain packages, they could put him in tight end. And the one thing that we know, based on what you were saying about the offensive line, that's one thing. But we just know that they're not going to pigeonhole players to a specific position. 
And I think that a guy like Luke Getze, he was going to try to get the best out of each player and try to utilize them to the best of the system and the scheme as possible. And that's the key right there, Chris, getting the best out of these players. You're right. If we get a Harry, you, you want to get the best out of him, put him in a situation where he can thrive there, Chris. And the other thing is you give these defenses a different look, right? So now it's going to be hard for them to try to plan for those kind of things. Oh, good point, man. But like I said, I thought it was a low-risk, high-reward pickup. I'm looking forward to seeing how they utilize them. And, brother, it just gets me more and more excited for the start of training camp, eh, Doug? Yeah, I'm getting excited about that too, Chris. So I just hope this guy can come and show us something. Yes, sir. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up some bears. Well, we would be remiss, eh, Doug, if we did not touch on the news that came out this week that Eddie Goldman decided to retire. Now, he got picked up by the Atlanta Falcons. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, okay, Eddie, all right, you're going down to Atlanta. <laughs> all right, I see you. And then he decides to retire at 28. Hey, Dub, what you thinking, my guy? What you think? Dang. <laughs> I'm not too shocked about this, really, with him retiring. It does suck for them, Atlanta, because there's only two weeks in. He decided he was done. But I kind of felt he was done a couple years ago through the pandemic, bro. But like he really didn't want to come back and play because too much things happened for him when he returned back to the Bears. He had injuries and everything else for us. And there was even pondering from the fan base, like, does he really want to play? So now seeing him retire for us, look, it is what it is, man. Maybe he had enough. Yeah, because that's that's the point. And that's what you see everybody getting their jokes off about. Oh, well, I thought he retired years ago. Yeah, I mean, I get it, guys. Yeah, we, we talked about the fact that when he opted out of the season due to COVID, yep. fair enough. You know, I didn't really say too much about that. I kind of looked at it like, damn, that's a big loss for us because – Agreed. Let's be honest. There was a time period there that Eddie Goldman was one of the best nose tackles in the entire NFL. He had double team play after play, and he was one of the best at his position. And so that's one of the things that I want people to think about. Let's not be so quick to just go after a guy. This guy played his ass off and was one of the elite players at that position. Size, power, intelligence. He clogged up those running lanes, allowed – those linebackers that make plays. Right. I know those offensive linemen in the NFL hated going up against him. Eddie Goldman was a problem. But then he became a problem for the team. Opting out. Then when he came back, A-Dub, what was it? Stayed away from voluntary minicamps. Skipped OTAs. Mandatory minicamps didn't show up. Yep. They didn't know if he was even going to show up for training camp. They didn't know what to expect from him. And we saw what it was last season. Last season was a mixed bag, bro. It was, friends. Then you also add to the fact that he had the, the knee, knee ankle injuries too, right? He didn't come back to week four. So it's like, man, this dude just having some setbacks. He gave us that one good game against the Steelers where it was like, hey, he just really couldn't show us enough throughout the entire season. No, like I said, he elected to play last year, but it was really hard to watch. I mean, yeah. I, I would watch some of his stuff on film and on All-22, and I'm just like, boy <laughs> – you are not the same player that you was two years ago, three years ago. That's true. It was just hard to watch. Now, I'm not going to sit and say he was terrible, but he didn't play with that same dominance that he played in the past. Right, right. And so there's a lot of people that are going after Eddie Goldman right now, and I just want to get your opinion, fair or foul. Do you think it's fair for people to call Eddie Goldman's desire and passion it's a question of because he decided to retire? I don't think we need to do that, Chris. Call that into question because – we know it's a physical sport. That's one, right? 
it's a lot that goes on, a lot of hits and all that stuff, man. You never know what you can do from a brain standpoint, right? You hear a lot of talks about that. So from a health standpoint, you got to think about that part of it too, you know, long-term impact. So maybe he felt that because the injury started to pile up a little bit for us, maybe he had enough. So he got out there sooner than later. So I can't fault a guy for doing that, but we can't come in or beat him down for that reason. Well, I, you know, in this sport, man, people, they want you to eat, sleep, and live football. And to me, it was pretty obvious that his love of football kind of started to decrease during his time away. When he yeah. sat out for that whole season, he was yep. not the same when he came back, bro. And we don't know if he has circumstances in his private life. And that's the thing. I don't get involved in all that kind of stuff because I don't know this to be true. But what I can just say is that these athletes are human beings at the end of the day. And you don't know what he had going on behind closed doors. But you could tell something was going on with him. He just wasn't the same. And I remember I remember Nagy talking about even doing those OTAs, right, that he missed. And Nagy was like, I'm going to keep the conversation that he and I have between us. So you know yeah. there was something there, Press, going on. We just don't know all the details of that. And that could be the same thing that led to his retirement. Exactly. I mean, but you also got to look at it this way. The 28-year-old guy, he made a lot of money. Second, yep. for, Former second-round pick. Hey. You know what? I'm not going to get mad at this guy for walking away from a sport. Football is a very violent sport. It does it a lot of fucked up things to these players, their bodies, their mental health, and so forth. So if he decides he wants to walk away on his own terms, I'm good with that. I just hope that he's good, man. I hope that he's okay mentally. Because just for right. me, I'm just looking at the situation. I'm like, something's not right with him. And I'm not meaning that to say, I'm not saying that to be funny. I think something's going on. That's a good point you bring up. There is something going on, man. And sometimes you go through some things that make you lose your desire to want to play football. You, you lose that love like you were talking about, Perez. So we got to let this guy, if you want to come back to football in the right state, he'll probably do that. But at this point, he's wanting to retire because there's a lot that's going on. And the good thing for him, hopefully, is that he took care of his money. He's good financially. He had a year to think about all that stuff too, Perez, when he was out for the pandemic. So he probably realized that, you know what, this is it for me. I really just don't have it anymore. Yeah, I think the one thing, though, that kind of when I think about the situation, and it was something we talked about on the show, and it stuck with me. Remember last season how they said that they couldn't get him on the phone? Yeah. I was the whole time sitting here like, what the fuck is that about, man? You and I work in corporate America. Not saying that we are not above having some personal issues. Right. But you communicate with your bosses. You communicate with your organization. The fact that this man wasn't even talking to them, that's what I'm saying. There was something deeper going on here with this situation. I think, like, to your point, it had to be something going on, Perez. We just don't know exactly what that is. But don't tell you, man, you go through something mentally or something going on with your family, those are some of the things that really put you to a halt. Yeah, and I just hate the the because what the narrative out there is on him is he quit after he got the money. And I hate that that's the narrative out there, but it definitely it lines up. I mean, you think about it, A-Dub. He signed that contract extension in 2018, got $25 guaranteed, had a strong season that year. Yep. Then this place started to kind of fall off a little bit. The pandemic happened, and then my man was at the crib. <laughs> I just say, hey, Perez, the guy felt a certain way <laughs> about playing football that you're not talking about. I know it happened how it happened, but I don't think we should just, you know, throw dirt on the man's name because that reason he got his money left. Well, guess what? A lot of guys get their money and leave, really. You know what I'm saying? What's the goal to playing football, right? You're playing right now in the NFL to earn money. He got his money. Maybe he's happy with the money he made already and felt that he don't need to make any more. 
the football way. Maybe he got some other investments lined up, Chris, of what he want to do outside of football. Maybe he had a whole season to do it, a whole year pretty much. So maybe he got some things in order there. A lot of people, and I want to see what you think on this, a lot of people are saying that he quit on the team and he quit on his teammates. Me personally, A-Dub, I kind of feel like the only reason he probably came back to play last year was because of his teammates. And nothing wrong with that part because, you know, it was a ugly situation. Let's be totally honest now. I feel like a lot of players like a room if you want to talk about quit, may have quit last season. You know what I'm saying? But you want to talk about him specifically, it's like, come on, man, we can't throw one because they, we didn't get the most out of a lot of players, including Allen Robinson and other players on this team. So it's like, well, we just can't just throw Eddie, 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 um, Eddie Goldman on the bus like that, Perez. So for him, it was a tough situation. The Bears is in a tough situation, and no one was happy. So this is my thing, A-Dub, and you already know that I brought that point up in the past when it came to A-Rob, and it's funny that you circled that name because when I was thinking about them talking about when he quit on the team, I'm like, well, shit, he wasn't the only one to your point. <laughs> right. I mean, how many times did I talk about Allen Robinson out there on the, on the field? You did. Going less than half speed at times, going through the motions. Yep. So, yeah, I think we need to keep that same energy across the board. Now, again, when it came to Eddie Goldman, Ryan Poles made the decision to cut bait with him. They saved a lot of salary cap space. He made the decision, A-Dub, to not re-sign Bilal Nichols. And so I know a lot of people have been going after Ryan Poles, A-Dub, criticizing some of his early moves. True. But when you look at those two moves specifically, it looked like he made smart, de smart decisions there. He didn't give Eddie Goldman any more Bears money. He cut bait. And then when it came to Bilal Nichols, he didn't give him that extension. Now, when you look at Bilal Nichols right now, he's hurt. May not even start training camp on time. So I feel like Ryan Poles has been putting it. Well, he's kind of put himself in that situation with some of the moves he's made, decisions. But I feel like the fan base has just been really looking to blame him for a lot of things. And I don't know where that's coming from. Because Ryan Pace, they didn't have that same energy for him. But I feel like a lot of people out here, they're coming for Ryan Poles. They are coming for Ryan Poles because you know how I go for it. You make some unpopular decisions to the fan base, they're probably going to have something to share, right? Something to say. And I think in this case here, with Ryan Poles making some good moves with Eddie Goldman and Bilal Nichols, we got to give praise to that and say, you know what? Maybe he made the right decision here. If we're going to criticize for every decision he made, then we feel it's not a good one. We need to give praise to where those are some good ones made. These are two good decisions with Bilal Nichols and Eddie Goldman. We got to salute that because it could have cost us a lot of money keeping both of those guys on the roster. Yeah, because also, you know, to your point, when you talk about the popular players on this team that he got rid of, Hakeem Hicks, Tariq Cohen, and yep. they traded Khalil Mack. So you're right. There's a lot of decisions that he came in in a short period of time and got rid of a lot of our favorite players. And the thing is, for us, I'm not wrong about the decisions he made because at the end of the day, let's keep it, let's be 100. We didn't win with those guys. So we can have, no matter how we slice, how much we love them, we can talk all this talk. The last couple of seasons, we did not win with those guys. So why keep them on the team if we're not winning with them when they cost a lot of money at that too? So you got to give Ryan Post a little bit of credit, right? It comes to the territory. I get criticism comes with it as well. But, man, when you make smart moves, we got to credit that too. And he made some smart moves. Well, I'm just saying they haven't been popular. But when I look at this, these specifically Goldman and Nichols, I'm, I'm already looking at it. I'm like, all right, Ryan Post, hey, good decisions there. Yes. You know, hiring Matt Eberflus, the defensive-minded coach coming in here. That's pointing to that particular that, – and it's too early to say, but I'm saying it's pointing early on that he's really changing that culture, 
changing the mindset within that team. So, hey, maybe he might be different than what we had in the past with Matt Nagy, who was an offensive-minded guy who was coming in here trying to be the, you know, the smartest man in the room with the cute plays and the bullshit, and, you know, it didn't work. Right. Now, the reason why I'm really – the reason why I'm really high – on Eberflus, A-Dub, is the fact that he's going to let his coaching staff do their job. And at times I felt like Matt Nagy did not do so. That is a big deal right there. If Matt Eberflus is really showing leadership, he's not talking about it. So I thought Nagy did a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. Matt Eberflus like, no, nah, I'm not going to do all that talking for you guys. I'm going to show you. You're going to see me hands off on a lot of things. I'm going to see this entire team. I'm going to see the defense. I'm going to see the offense. I'm going to see special teams. I'm going to see all of it. So that's the difference right there. Major. Yeah, because I think that when you think about it, of course, he's the head coach. He's going to have input. He's going to know what's going on. But do right. you think that he's going to meddle? No. He's going to let Luke Getze do things how he sees fit. He's going to let his defensive coordinator do things how he, how he sees fit. See, that is why you put people in positions. You empower them, and you let them go. Even folks has got the mindset of empowerment, Chris. He's empowering his team. So it's like, look, my coach is going to be coaches. I'm going to let them coach. I'm going to let them do their job. And that's what you want to see happen anyway. People earn what they're getting paid for, and they're doing their jobs. And just to, to kind of close the loop on this discussion, even though these cuts were unpopular, even though that Mac trade was unpopular, I want to continue to remind people that Ryan Poles has cleared out a shit ton of cap space. He did. The Bears have the second highest salary cap space this season. So think about the future of this organization. That is what Ryan Poles is thinking about. He's thinking about the future. This man right here is trying to build something. So we realize that a lot of the signings that he made this offseason for one year, those are just to get him through to the next season, to the next offseason. You know what I mean? Yep, I know what you mean. Now, you're going to factor in those expiring contracts that are coming off the books. The NFL salary cap is going to rise. It's expected to. That means that next offseason, the Bears are going to be power players in free agency. Now it's going to be time to play ball. Yes, sir. That's going to be a huge difference right there, Perez. And I don't want a lot of people getting so caught up with this one season. You hit it on the head, Perez, the future. Next year can be totally different, Perez. You can see a lot of youth grow, get to that next step, right? And I'm quite sure your crew is going to play a big part in helping develop this team. So it's like these young players go to that next step, and then we tackle free agency as well for us. That's going to be dope, man. So right now, Ryan Poles is pretty much planting the seeds right now. Yeah. So like I said, man, let, let this man cook. Yep. Everything, everything that happens with some of these players off the field is not all his fault. There's been a lot of people in this fan base that is going too crazy with certain things that are going on off the field. Like, y'all didn't have the same energy for Ryan Pace. So just let this man do his damn job. And I'm just kind of sick of, like, the, the narratives that are out there. Everything ain't this man's fault. You know, some things you can say, okay, you know, maybe the way that he handled the Soup Campbell situation, which we still haven't really heard what happened there. Maybe we can say something there, but we still don't really know all the, the circumstances behind that. Sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's time out for – the fan base to just be second guessing everything that's going on. You got to let things play out. We haven't even touched training camp yet. And people <laughs> are already losing their damn mind. Like, let's be excited. Like, this is the time of year we got training camp. Football is back. Man, 
let's be happy about that. Let's enjoy that. Let's embrace it. I like that you just said, man. Let's embrace it. And let's see what kind of team we really do have, man. Let's not write them off too soon. Like, we just say, hey, let's give it all the chance. Let's see what we're working with. Now, one thing, A-Dub, that we kind of touched on a month ago, and it came to the fact that Jaquan Brisker is still on side. So, for me personally, I'm not super worried about it. I wasn't worried about it at the time. But he's the only Bears draft pick to not have signed their rookie deal. So not that I'm super worried, but I'm kind of now over here kind of like saying like, all right, well, what's going on here now? Because uh, <laughs> Bears rookies, they're supposed to report the training camp this weekend. So that's coming up <laughs> very soon here, bro. Yeah, very soon. I'm not sure what the holdup is, friends. It can't get a little scary, man, you know, because that waiting mode is like, oh, man, you can get a little impatient with it. What's in, you know, with those lawyers and all that stuff, friends? You just never know, man, what the details that's missing here. So I just hope they get that out the way very soon, bro. So one thing that I have heard, so obviously we know with Jaquan Bershaw being a second-round draft pick, A-Dub, first-round draft picks and second-rounders, their guaranteed money and the salary caps, th things just work a little bit differently. But what I'm hearing people saying is that this could be coming down to a third-year guaranteed money on the deal that he's kind of like looking at, him and his agent. So okay. it could be something as small as that. But that's kind of what I'm hearing out there. Hey, look, Chris, where there's fire, there's smoke, there may be fire. So if that's what it is, I hope the Bears front office can figure that piece of it out because we all feel very strong about what this kid can do. I don't want that to be a hindrance of all that. So let's get the negotiations going, knock that part of it out, man, and let this guy get back on the football field. So he can start knocking the fucking hell out of people in training camp and the preseason. <laughs> That's what we want to see right there, friends. Dude, I got so fired up, man, when I heard his his coach, his former coach say, man, this dude, he's going to knock people's heads off. That's what he does. And I'm like, man, I love this kid. A-Dub, what I keep telling his audience, he's going to be the best rookie in that draft class. I love this kid. Love him, love him, love him. So my thing is this. Whatever this situation is, to your point, A-Dub, get it figured out. Let's get this kid in here. We haven't really had a lot of issues with holdouts. The last notable holdout we had was Roquan back in 2018. Well, guess what? Let's keep it at 2018. We don't need nothing in 2022, man, especially yes, with a rookie that we had hopes for, Perez. Let's get him back on the field, man, as soon as possible, Perez. And I just want to see him play, man. Like you say, all those great things you said already, but I don't want no setbacks dealing with contracts to, to mess that up. But at the end of the day, man, these guys, they, they, they're agents. That's what their job. Their job is to get them yep. the most money possible. To your point, I just want this to be settled because we're going into this season with this rebuilt secondary. I want everybody that's going to be projected to start to be out there on the field. I want him to have that ability to build chemistry, build rapport. So whatever it is, Bears, man, get that figured out and get that man his money. Exactly, because we don't need them kind of setbacks that, that impacts his play on the field. No, nah, man, get him in here. Now, we ain't got time to be fucking around. And that's the truth right there, Perez. I guess I wanted to chat with you about A-Dub, and it's something that kind of was kind of funny to me. And you know I'm a big Madden football player, and we know that the <laughs> Madden Raiders dropped. And so I'm looking at the Madden Raiders for Darnell Mooney, and I know a lot of people were saying, whoa, How's Darnell Mooney only a 79 in this game? Hey, Dub, what's your thoughts there, man, when you saw Darnell Mooney get that disrespectful-ass rating on that? 
first thing crossed my mind was like, man, you're bogus. <laughs> how, how you gonna give Eddie Jackson 83, right? No uh -huh. offense on this saying for him. Look at our team, right? No, and that's facts. Money, and you facts. give money moon to 79. What? That don't make any sense. Brad's been on Eddie Jackson all season last year for the most part about what he's been doing. He gets an 83. What the heck y'all doing there? They gonna get money moving at 79. That's to me disrespectful for a guy that got a thousand yards spreads, catching yards, and it's like, man, come on now. Where's the respect? He got some touchdowns as well, but you can't do a guy like him like that. This kid is showing us growth. It's just laughable, bro. Like, we don't even have enough time on this show to even dig into, like, everything that's wrong with that shit. But I thought there was a, it was a hell of a point that you made about Eddie Jackson being rated at 83. Meanwhile, your boy Money Moves at a 79. <laughs> Come on now. Crazy. <laughs> now, I'm petty, as you know. So I had yep. a look, and I was wondering, well, all right. So y'all said that he is 79. Who are some of the receivers that are rated higher than Money Moon? So A-Dub. When I tell you this list, you're going to laugh your ass off. Tim Patrick. <laughs> A.J. Green. Kendrick Bourne. Mm. Sterling fucking Shepard. What? Devontae Parker and Tyler Boyd. Now I'm looking at all of them receivers on that list, and I'm like, not, not one of them can fuck with Money Moon. Not one of them. It was so biased, man. They weren't really benches at all to Money Moon or the Bears. I can tell. They just looked around, saw the record, and say seventy nine. They need to look at the numbers, and they just whoever the person is is assigned with giving out them ratings. They need to look at numbers. They need to look at film. They also need to look at the fact that Darnell Mooney was catching passes from three different fucking quarterbacks last season that still put up numbers. You hit a good point with the number of quarterbacks right there. But y'all gave Kenny kind of damn what eighty <laughs> one. And he, had a, he didn't have a good season at all last year. I'm not saying Kenny got a week or anything like that. I'm just saying, right, why can't Money Moon get a pass on circumstances from catching balls from three different quarterbacks? Now, the only reason why I didn't say him is because he's a former pro bowler, but he did have an offseason. You're right, right about that. <laughs> so, I, But I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. But I, he was, I was definitely lying that one. I'm like, yeah, I see you too, Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> right. And again, we respect him, right, because he was a pro bowler. But I'm looking at last year like, hey, look, my boy moved up to some good conversation there, Perez. When <laughs> you move up a bit. So you got to respect that. Yeah, and as I know people are going to sit here, they'll be like, well, Perez, you know, you, you, you're going after these other wide receivers. Well, yes, I am, because – Devontae Parker, he had only 40 catches last year. What? Man, they topped 1,000 yards in three years. But yet he's <laughs> rated above Money Moon? Get, right. Get out of my face with that. A.J. Green, well, yeah, he's had a legendary career. Might be borderline Hall of Fame. But he's on his way out of the league. And he's a shell of him for himself. He ain't the A.J. Right. Green from the Bengals. Nope, sure ain't. <laughs> Shepard can't even stay on the goddamn field. He's hurt all the damn time. Now, you guys may say, okay, well, what about Tim Patrick? Okay, yeah, I can say that he's kind of underrated. Same thing with, with Tyler Boyd. But I still right. think that Darnell Mooney is better than both of those guys. And matter of fact, I think Buddy Moon probably going to have a better year than both of them this coming season. This is my thought process. Y'all can say Dub, he's tripping, but I believe Money Moon can follow what he did last season. So it's like, look, he's not slowing down. The kid is still getting better. I just hope this is just yet one other thing that gives Money Moon some, some motivation. I know people that listen to the show are like, oh, well, we don't care about Madden ratings. We don't play video games. I know, but we're still trying to tell you that you can still use any sort of disrespect as a, as a form of motivation. And I'm telling you, Darnell, 
I hope that you see that 79 rating, and I hope you go out there and put up 1,500 yards a season. For sure. Like you say, Chris, all it takes is something to fuel your fire. That could be it right there. Yeah, because, like, I'm like, I'm playing the game with Darnell Mooney, and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, what the fuck, man? Why y'all got him, like, so weak? He ain't no 79 type of player. This is bullshit. This is blasphemy. This is unacceptable. I was very disappointed in that. Madden, you know what? Y'all disappointed me with these ratings, man. I don't even want to play Madden this season, man. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't want to touch it, man, the way. Y'all, I'm not sure who you all listening to. Are you doing your homework like Prez saying? It's just disappointing to me overall, Prez. Nah, they ain't do their damn homework. Because I'm looking at it, and okay, I knew that when the game came out, they was going to be disrespectful to the Bears receiver core. But I thought Darnell Mooney was going to be the exception. I thought he yeah. would be somewhere at least in the mid-80s. 79. <laughs> I know they gave Byron Pringle 75, Cole commits 75. And in those numbers, I was kind of like, all right, whatever. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but overall, man, the Bears Raiders, ooh, they were they were awful. They were awful. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah, man. That, but that's the thing, man. I feel like they going they gonna surprise some folks, brother. They're gonna surprise some folks. They sleep on the Bears. And lastly. David Montgomery wasn't even a top-tier running back, according to their Madden ratings. What? <laughs> what? Well, who are these people that are putting these ratings together? I would love to have that job. I would love to have that job. As much football as I watch, as much film as I consume, man, they would get this thing right. They need to get real people in their rooms when they put these ratings out. It's probably some fucking football nerd guy that's using a bunch of analytics that's putting this shit out there and getting it all wrong. Analytic folks don't always watch the games, man, as you already know. <laughs> they go off to all that, man. The stat sheets and everything else, um, but they're not really looking at what they need to look at. Because I'm like, we already know that the national media, they have a bias against the Bears. You know what I'm saying? And so when you look at the game, it's like all this game is doing, man, is, is just playing off of that bias. Absolutely. But, you, but you can tell whoever it is when you give it an Eddie Jackson, an 83, when he had underperformed for years, what we doing? <laughs> Eddie, we're not picking on you, man. We're just saying. That's all. We're just trying to look at the facts of things, really. We're not yeah. picking on you, bro. We're just looking at how you 83 <laughs> and Money Moon at 79 just don't make any sense. Makes so, no damn sense. Makes no damn it sense. sense. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because I'll tell you, man, I spent $69 for that damn game, and I've been mad ever since I fucking fired that thing up and saw them ratings. I'm like, A-Dub, this is so disrespectful to my team. You know what I'm going to do, A-Dub? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to try to figure out a way to edit Darnell Mooney's uh, attributes and make him the player that he deserves to be on that game. And I'm going to send you what he should be. Because I got Darnell Mooney. To me, he's an 85. Oh, for sure, friends. I'll take that right there. You said with an 85. Pringle got 75. You mean to tell me four points better than Pringle? <laughs> Only, right? <laughs> that don't make sense either. So, like, man, this whole thing is messed up. We need more presents on the other side, man, making decisions. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what? I think we need to we need to make that happen, A Dub. We need to we need to figure out a way to get me in that room. But you know what? They'll they'll kick me out of that room. They'll be like, oh, we we tired of this guy. He talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> You've never worked too hard, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, audience, as we mentioned, rookies are set to report here this weekend. A-Dub, next week, we got Bears training camp kicking off. We going to have some football happening at Hallis Hall. Man, I can't wait to get back out there. Woo! Man, bro, that's going to be lovely. <laughs> well, we got a busy week. Commissioner's Cup, Big Ten Media Day, and pulling up to Bears training camp. Boy, next week is going to be a busy one.
But audience, we're going to keep y'all on the loop. We got y'all on that training camp tip. Got y'all. Yes, sir. All right, A-Dub, man. As always, man, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. Audience, we appreciate your continued support and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're the Bears Centrals, and we are out.